All you need is love. It's 1990 again. Today's audio comes from a time machine. It is 1990, and you are listening to my 12-year-old self, just a few months into playing guitar, singing the Beatles standard, All You Need Is Love, complete with a little Scouse accent on all, pronouncing it like all. I remember very clearly recording this, and I think it's a minor miracle that it survives in any form, even this wobbly, hard-to-hear version. When I hear it now, I'm struck by the simplicity and feeling of my playing and singing. I had just learned all those chords, and you can hear me struggle a bit to change them at the right time. I certainly missed a few and made up my own progression at moments. If I were learning the song now, I'd probably suggest putting it in a different key so that my voice rang out more, but that would have been way beyond my ken at 12. At age 12, I had just gotten into the Beatles and had started playing their songs at my weekly piano lessons, jettisoning the classical exercises and repertory that I had played since I was four. My piano teacher was all in with this change. I think she could see that to keep me interested, we had to go where my passions lay. So I took my piano music for All You Need Is Love, deciphered the little guitar diagrams above each measure, and stumbled my way through one of my favorite songs. I am surprised I didn't try to sing the background parts or the famous trombone answers. Starting in fourth grade, when my mother went back to work, I came home from school to an empty house. For a few years, I obsessively watched the soap opera Santa Barbara on these solitary afternoons. But once I started playing guitar in the summer between 5th and 6th grade, I would use this precious alone time to practice without fear of being heard. I even started to record myself and listen back on my red Sanyo boombox. I experimented with recording in different parts of my house. Did it sound better if I recorded in my closet, in the hallway, in the basement? I had heard showers sounded great. So one afternoon I tried that, and that's where this recording came from. I went into my parents' bathroom, emptied and dried off the shampoo rack, and balanced my boombox on its wire shelf. It turned out to be the perfect height to capture both my voice and guitar. I remember the cool, dark half-light of the late afternoon. 
I couldn't turn the overhead light on because it was connected to a fan and the noise would spoil the recording. I remember feeling so safe and free in the shower stall in the empty house. I could sing and play and no one would know. Time was meaningless, passing by in a blur. I was completely focused and completely fulfilled. I would record and listen back over and over again. And eventually, over the course of a few weeks, I got good versions of six songs, including the Bette Midler hit The Rose, the folk standards One Tin Soldier and Stewball, The Beatles' A Day in a Life and All You Need Is Love, John Lennon's Imagine and Give Peace a Chance, all songs I learned at summer camp. Plus, I sang the camp theme song, Thinking of Tomorrow. You can see where my interests lay. I used a Xerox machine somewhere and made cover art, which I watercolored over, then wrote liner notes on top of with a typewriter and white ink correction sheets. Here was my first album. I gave it to my dad for Christmas. I remember being very excited about this, and I think he loved it too. For years, the cassette lived with the other cassettes, Xanadu, R.I.P. Olivia Newton-John, in the velvet-lined drawers of our family stereo cabinet. At some point in high school or college, I grabbed the cassette and stashed it in my burgeoning archive. I was thinking about this recording recently and wanted to share it with you, because I have been really enjoying making this podcast essay thing in a way that recalls my earliest musical experiences. Starting with my red boombox in my parents' shower, I have continued to record at home, always simply, with a cassette four-track, then a digital one, now a laptop, and simple interface but always to my endless delight. But listening again to this artifact of my younger self, I also think, how naive. Back then, I really did believe that all you need is love. For me, that was love of cats, love of being outside, love of this new relationship in my life, the guitar. I loved my family. I loved the earth. Subsequent events and life experiences have given me doubt in this idea. You can love someone and still hurt them. You can be loved and also suffer enormous pain. Love does not fix racial inequality. Structural changes to laws and policies do. Love does not heal trauma. Mental health professionals can guide you to a better life. Love does not stop the glaciers melting or Russia from invading Ukraine. Love doesn't feed a family or pay the rent. But the recording remains. And today I am choosing to focus on the delight of that moment. I am my happiest when I write a new song, then make the first demo of it. I love being able to imagine, then play all the different parts of the music. The drums, the keyboards, the guitars, the bass. One of my favorite things is singing backup for myself. Creating an arrangement with these simple elements gives me the similar satisfaction of arranging four flowers in a vase. The message is there at its clearest and cleanest and most essential. There's something wonderful I'm able to capture in those first moments with a creation that seems to slowly erode the longer the song gets exposed to the world. It has made me so happy to share these little proto-songs with a wider world via this newsletter. It's not that I dislike more complete or polished recordings or collaborating with other talented artists. I love that too. But the private discovery and self-contained joy of exploring my own creativity and voice before I invite others in, that remains a real source of solace for me. I've often wondered over the years if I'd be happier just making these little gems, sharing them and leaving it at that. No tours to leave me in debt, no albums to disappoint fans or critics. The calculus is simple, low stakes, high reward.
From the notes I've gotten from people, it seems y'all are enjoying this project too. So let's keep going. If you haven't tried listening yet, please do. You can add this essay pod to whatever podcast app you use already, and it will just show up in your feed. Click the link next to the audio above to get started. And in case you're behind from summer business, maybe take a moment to catch up. Recent episodes have included essays on Serena Williams, being small and having a large dog, getting stuck and unstuck with the seasons, plus brand new songs you can't hear anywhere else in the versions that make me happiest. My 45-year-old self recalling the delight of my 12-year-old self and sharing it with you. that's it for this episode thanks for listening to tiny me and uh stay well and i'll see you soon